Hello and welcome back to Football Games Run, the only English language podcast dedicated to Armenian football. Your hosts here, Adam, with Chadens and Armen. Gentlemen, it's been a couple weeks. How are we feeling? Waha, ready, ready, ready. One more month. Let's go. Hungover. Hungover, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> well, we have a show for you all today uh, as we build up to the coveted Euro 2024 qualifiers and opening match day uh, that we are all actually looking forward to. But first, we will start, as we always do, in the domestic league, uh, where the Armenian Premier League has resumed from its two-month winter hiatus with Punic, the reigning champions, uh, going away to Chadensavan to play FC Van uh, in a what can only be described as very comfortable 3-0 victory, uh, despite a revamped Vaughn side from this transfer window. Chadens, you watched the game. You had a little bit of analysis. What are your thoughts? The goals were a bit silly, uh, the, the, especially the first one. It was a mistake from the goalkeeper as well as some of the defensive passes. Uh, not too great. Was on, I, was, I, I personally was not expecting three goals to be conceded by Vaughn. At least one goal to be scored by them, especially like you mentioned, with so many transfers that they had made in this window. It, it was a surprise for me. Uh, shout out. So that's not crazy. First and foremost, in Van's defense, because in, and I'm not one to just defend Van just because. But you guys said they have half the team that's new. Uh, they still have to adapt. I mean, it's not common that uh, it does happen, but it's not usual that a team just signs half their squad and they start uh, delivering and performing and, and racking up stats and results. Uh, also, an interesting take. Um, I will watch the whole game sometime this week, as I said, but Kevork uh, Najarian was missing, not even on, on the bench. I don't know, bro. I, I, that guy is, in my opinion, one of the top five Armenian players in the APL. And he should have been national team long a long time ago. I don't know why he's not featuring. Maybe yeah, a transfer It's a bit summit. surprising. Mm. I don't know. Not sure about that one. Um, I'm checking the squad, and he still seems to be in there. It could have been a minor injury, something we just don't know about, realistically. Um, Maybe, yeah. But moving forward, the rest of the fixtures uh, in this match day include Bekma taking on FC Noah uh, in a bottom-of-the-table clash, uh, which can see Bekma either make that one-point gap a four-point gap, or FC Noah can overtake Bekma. Uh, and then Ararat Yerevan will be taking on Ararat Armenia in the Ararat Derby. Um, Ararat Armenia are currently second place behind league leaders Urardu uh, by four points right now, so they can hope to catch up uh, to Urardu. And then we have Lernayn Artsakh, who will be playing against Alashkert uh, in what's a mid-table clash, but uh, Alashkert is trying to keep their names in this title conversation, uh, but it's slowly slipping away from them. Uh, and the Urardu currently leaders will be taking on FC Van uh, on Wednesday, March 1st, and Punic will be taking on Shirak in that same day. Uh, so a little bit of a staggered start uh, restart to the season. So there was a lot of movement as the transfer window happened, um, and some teams made some really big moves. Uh, Oddman, we were just talking about how FC Vaughn made uh, a, a, essentially an overhaul of their squad. What are some of the notable transfers from them? Yeah, we would uh, highlight especially three transfers for FC Vaughn because we... <laughs> we would have another show for the entirety of the transfers. So the top three, in our opinion, would be Artur Kartashian, Football Games, and Homi. Uh, the center-back is back from um, Nicosia, from Charence's hometown, Olympiakos Nicosia. Uh, had some issues not getting paid by the club and whatnot, so he repatriated, and not in a good way. Uh, lost 3-0 on the first game, but He'll settle in, second transfer, another repatriate, talented Armenian. This one is from Diaspora, 
Geram Kadimian grown up in Ukraine, played UPL like, I don't know, far over five seasons, played the APL as well. And now, yeah, we call him actually COVID Messi. Uh, so COVID Messi is finally in Armenia again because he was the one with the best stats during uh, the strict lockdown in 2020. Uh, good times, good times. And I think he will raise the bar as well. Another interesting, super interesting transfer, Daniel Ankudinov uh, from Kazakhstan, but his transfer belongs to FC Sherif Tiraspol. You, everyone knows them as a team that beat Real Madrid in Champions League. This kid is very talented as for Sheriff fans, so let's see what he has to say in the APO. Uh, mind you guys, it's a six-month loan for this kid to get some playing minutes and whatnot, but it's still a good transfer. Uh, we got then football club Noah that also is going an entire overhaul. Uh, a lot of instability in the club, but they're going to stay put for reasons we're going to disclose later on. First and foremost, Sergei Muradian from Zenit, uh, center-back that grew up in Russia, but it's very, very talented. Played Armenia under 19, no, under 18. Uh, but again, a good transfer, great way for him to give his first professional steps in football. Then we got Peter Olawale, Peter Olawale from Nigeria. He's a striker, uh, Nigeria under 21 striker, mind you guys. Uh, from Hungarian Giants Devrizeni, or whatever their, uh, the spelling is. Another great uh, signing for Noah from Devrizeni as well in Hungary. Uh, Raul Barbarani is a uh, Romania under-21 goalkeeper. So you've got three great signings, among many others, of course, for Noah. But there are other teams that both their ranks, uh, challenges, uh, homeboys in Uratu, they hosted you, they showed you around, and now they have some new signings, and perhaps the best one in the APL. Well, yeah. Um, look, for me, it's more of a I think for all of us, it's more of a two-horse race in the league. It's kind of clear. Uh, the third contender is isn't very possible, but the it's more of a fight for Europe for Punic and Alashkert. However, Urardu, uh, the main goal for Urardu is that personally, I think they're they're trying to build it and prepare for Europe. And two of the elements that they did is the signings of Sanogo and Osbilis. They are they are the best proof of that. Uh, Sanogo, a very experienced player, uh, Arsenal uh, and many other uh, clubs that aren't actually coming to my mind right now. And Osbilis. Arsenal uh, and... Of course, Ajax. Speaking of Ajax. Yeah, speaking of Ajax, Osbilis. Osbilis is another huge name in Armenian football. Uh, I'm sure all all of your listeners know. Uh, his it, it, it's like it's like another um, it's like a deja vu kind of thing. He went last season to Punic. Uh, he joined them uh, and he he participated in their. European journey. Now he he came to Urardu and in a way he's he's doing the same with them with the new with the Lions. So from your house to Ara, to Aras's magic boots. Well said. Inshallah. <laughs> and well said. Wrapping up the transfers here, FC Adalat Armenia signed Dragon Lovrich, a Croatian fullback that comes from. Uh, Kirovbas in the Ukrainian Premier League. Uh, interesting signing there for Adalat Armenia, who are looking to um, not just bring in minor reinforcements in, in areas that they feel is necessary. But uh, calling in a, a fullback is a little concerning, considering um, 
yeah. their current fullbacks are both Armenian national team contenders. But we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, and one special and, and really only significant national team transfer uh, outside of Armenia is Andre Chalasir uh, has moved from Silkeborg in Denmark to Brom. I cannot pronounce that. Uh. <laughs> Brom. <laughs> Bro, Matt, my God, Poikarna? Hey, Bro, wow. Matt, how would you pronounce it? No, oh, man, man. you're 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 a you're a self-proclaimed linguist. How would you pronounce <laughs> it? Poikarna. <laughs> no, that was my Finnish. Uh... That's that sounded Russian. <laughs> no, that was more Finnish. Trust me, I I, I watch a lot of Finnish TV shows. Uh, I guess it's from a Poikarna or something in his hometown in Stockholm, Sweden. I don't know, bro. Um, this one I don't like. I mean, just like he moved from Göteborg to uh, Greece, it wasn't a good move. I, I think uh, I think we need to I think we need to realize that that Andre's 32, pushing on 33. He hasn't had the most like. He's had an injury-prone career in general, um, and and I think we he is past his peak, I believe. Um, that doesn't mean he's not necessarily going to be useful for the national team. I still think he is as long as he's healthy, um, but I think we we have to put that into perspective. He's still playing first-tier oh, football yeah. in Western Europe. That's more than good yeah. enough. Uh, glass half full, I guess. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up for the Armenian Premier League section of the show. Um, as we mentioned, for some reason, there was like a four-day gap between uh, the first game, Punic and uh, Vaughn, and the rest of the campaign. Uh, I think maybe it's because of the Punic delays, uh, the uh, not the delays, the postponements that had happened yeah. months ago yeah. because of yeah, Europe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's because of that. Yes, and we'll be moving on uh, to a slightly concerning story. Uh, there were rumors swirling uh, in this past week that are yet to be confirmed that apparently the Football Federation of Armenia has decided to close down the Bekma project at the end of the season. Uh, Bekma is, of course, the military tied club that was started by the Football Federation of Armenia to allow for the uh, national team prospect players to continue playing uh, at the club level, at the highest level available in Armenia, while they serve their military service. Um, we here at Football Gantron actually believe that the Bekma project is a really good project. Um, however, there have been some road bumps that have mainly come from our opinion um, coaching. But I think first topic I'll throw out to you boys, uh, whoever feels like answering, how will this affect, um, if true, uh, the current Armenia under-21 setup, as this Bekma side is, makes up substantially the Armenia under-21 national team and have the same manager as well. I would say it would make it even worse. I mean, uh, they'll still be coached by, by the same people, but they won't be playing together anymore. Uh, and that whole uh, being well-oiled kind of thing and understanding and chemistry, automatic chemistry between the players will not be the case anymore. And I'm going to jump ahead of myself a little bit here. But Blackma did show some results over its short uh, existence so far. Like the under-19 national team making a lit round on its own merits for the first time. It's mostly because of a Blackma, like... Bekma 2, to be specific. Most of those players played for the second Bekma team, not for the first team. Yeah, I I agree, yeah. And that's the most concerning part, in my opinion. Like, It will affect under-21, but I don't think it will change that team that much. Uh, The most concerning and worst effect will be in Armenian football as a whole. Under 19, under 17, under 15, like the formation years. Uh, another issue that we should discuss at some point that is related to this is nutrition. Uh, it has been brought up uh, several times uh, recurrently 
and Armenian football fans uh, and whatnot. And actually, now that I think about it, Cap fucking Caparros has brought it up over one of his press conferences. I think it was after winning uh, Nations League. Is how concerning uh, the nutrition diets are for Armenian athletes, or at least uh, football athletes in Armenia. For some reason, they do not grow up athletic. Like you notice when diasporans come and play in Armenia, you you see the Kadimians, you see uh, the Kevot Najarians. Uh, there's another player that I'm thinking about that we want it to be a surprise, but another diasporan that might be joining the APL soon. And all of these players grown outside, grown abroad under good academies, uh, like they, they, they're neutral. The way they eat while they work out, they grow up, that's professional sports. And that's what's one of the biggest things that's missing in Armenia. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> I think I think one of the major issues um, from the outside looking in for this Backmore project, in my opinion, uh, is is the manager, uh, who is Rafael Nazarian, who also coaches the Armenia under-21 team, as that's effectively the same side. So I took a look, look at his coaching record. Uh, with the under-21s, he has taken charge of 13 matches where he has one win, zero losses, and 12 uh, sorry, zero draws and 12 losses. That's a 0.23 points per game ratio. Uh, you can get a maximum of three points. Uh, so that's 0.23, not 2.3. So that's really bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know zero what other point. way to put that. Um, that means he, 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 he's a lot closer to getting zero points per game than he is to getting one point per game. Um, when it comes to Bekma, the club as a total, uh, there has been uh, a number of matches played across the first and second division of Armenia, uh, and his record is 45 wins, 19 draws, and 50 losses, uh, which on paper sounds fine, right? That doesn't sound bad, right? It sounds like an okay record. But when you realize that this included their second division run where they won the second division, um, it's really bad. It, currently in the APL, uh, their current record for this season is two wins, seven draws, and 11 losses. Uh, so that's dropping a number of points. Uh, and as you can tell by the table, uh, they're constantly bottom or near bottom. They're performing substantially better this season than they did last season. And by substantially, I mean three more points <laughs> than where they were this time last season. Um, so, I, many. And, 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 you know... This comes to a question of why Why has someone been retained at the helm of this program for the duration of the program who in any other circumstance would have mm-hmm. would have been fired and someone would have been brought in to replace them? Um, I think it leads back to, in my opinion, that, like systemically bad decision making. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would hope that there was the new board of the FFA and that they would do something and they would pick someone else. I mean, I don't know who they would pick, but I mean, it's 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 clear that there is a correlation between BECMA and the youth national teams. And, and if you look at how poorly under-21s performed in qualifiers, it was like, I think they only had three points. And it's a great example. example. And, yeah. Yeah, that's a horrible record. So it's it's... There has to be some changes, and I don't think, I don't think closing Beckman down is the answer. I think the answer is starts with getting a new coach. Yeah. Bring Robert instead of that position. Let him work with the uh, with the young ones. Let let him educate them. And but he's it's a good thing he's doing that with Noah. Yeah. See, I wouldn't have. I would. I would have actually. I would have liked to see that. I would have liked to see Arzumanian come in and take charge of Beckman instead of going to Noah. That 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 move makes yeah. sense to me. Much more sense. Well, nothing makes sense in Armenian football. Anyway, moving on uh, to our third topic. The youth. Now, now, speaking of the youth, um, we're, I, we are going to discuss a few players right now that I've selected. We'll go one by one, 
And um, I'm calling them talents of the near future uh, because there have been um, good debates uh, amongst Armenian football fans on the standing of these players. Now, these are players that have not represented Armenia at the youth level because they are diasporan players. Uh, and the question essentially to you gentlemen that I want to ask and, and, and start this discussion one player at a time is one, will this player be called up for the national team at any point? And will that be for the under 21 or the senior squad? Um, so we have, a, we have a, a number of players here to discuss, I think six total. So we should start getting through these quickly, uh, starting with number one, who is Grant Leon Ranos, uh, otherwise known as Hrant Levon Yeranosian, who is the center forward for FC Bayern Munich 2. Uh, Ranos, who has, I believe, scored 13 goals now, including a goal that he scored yesterday in the restart uh, of the league in the German fourth division. And he has almost double-digit assists, I believe. So his goal contributions this season are in the 20s. Uh, and he is a center forward who has a good height, uh, good power, good awareness. Um, and he can definitely be one for the future. But I also think there's an argument for the near future. All right, gentlemen, I'll, I'll start with you, Chanitz. Your thoughts quickly on Ranos and will he be called up to the national team? Will it be under 21 or the senior squad or will he just not join us at all? Uh, with the recent moves with the recent uh, events the his him following the FFA and him uh, for a long time following uh, Edward Spetsian and also recently uh, stating on his bio that he uh, write in uh, in writing Armenia instead of just a flag Bro, uh, for it's very there. possible that he's going to join in my opinion uh, he's not going in my opinion Armin, Armin, let Chadens finish his thoughts and then we'll go to you for, 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 for Ronas. Everyone's going to get uh, an sorry, opportunity to talk for every player. I'm <laughs> but it says, it literally says Football Club Bayern Munich and Armenia. Like that, that, that's, what, that's what Chadens is talking about right now. Yeah, like it hasn't officially been made. What I want to say is uh, if it's going to be made official before Turkey game, I hope so. Uh, and for me personally, he's uh, it, it's 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 better to utilize his strengths and use him for the senior national team uh, rather than uh, youth. Here's a fun fact: he's gained about a thousand followers since making that change. He went from no nine thousand followers to ten thousand followers, all of Armenian. Um, anyway, on your thoughts on well, Manos? That I mean, uh, he's gonna join. In my opinion, that's like the fact that it's says not just the flag, not just Armenian, it says Bayern Munich and Armenia. Like, uh, that's more than an expression of intent. That's confirming representation. Yes. Uh, and um, of course, to answer your question, it's not going to be under, under 21. <laughs> yes. He, he has what followed, do you think? Yeah, he has followed the Football Federation Instagram account as well, um, which I believe he didn't before. Someone someone pointed that out. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and and here's what I think. I, I was listening to Eduard Spertian's interview on the comment show, which is a Russian show. Um, I don't speak Russian, so I was watching with subtitles. And, <laughs> the way he said I was listening to him, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, and, and Nobel Arustamian, who is a prominent Russian-Armenian sports journalist um, and who is a very big admirer of, of Eduard Spertian, um, was asking him questions about how he came to join the national team. And, and this is going to be relevant to, to, to Grant for reasons that are going to be made available very soon. Um, and he said that initially he was in conversations with Malik Bekian uh, to join the under-21 team. Um, and that, that was essentially the deal. He'll continue to play for Krasnodar, he'll come play for the under-21, and at this point in time, he, would, he had already made his professional debut uh, for Krasnodar. And he started to play. He played his Champions League football. And then things shifted slightly. Um, he got another call, call from Melik Bekyan saying, senior national team, now. 
and Edward immediately accepted. And I think that's a similar deal that happened with 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 Ranos. I don't think Ranos, granted, he's only what eight, nineteen years old. He could still play for the under twenty ones, but again, we just talked about how Rafael Nazarian is incompetent. And why, why would you? Why would? You, I, and I'm sure he's looked at these results for the U twenty ones and said, "This is not a guy I want to play for." Um, and, and I, I think that's a similar deal. I think it's a similar deal. I think Melik Bekian promised him immediate senior national team. It's better, I think. And personally, now I just realized this is that the, the these players the they're smart enough to know their abilities but other than that they they're they're smart enough that they know that the U21s sometimes aren't called back and they don't get more opportunities i'm kind of pulling the plug with that statement mm-hmm. it's it's a bit of a it's true that though. statement is a bit strong but mm-hmm. uh, i'm i'm having a feeling that uh some players uh who get called up in the youth youth teams aren't getting called called uh back uh for the senior and that's why they wouldn't want to risk and i mean obviously like i said the the they are capable of playing at higher stages so uh we will we'll uh, we'll get into the senior national team later in the show but let's move on to the second player, uh, Avo Aventisian, the left back for go-ahead Eagles, who play in the Dutch Eredivisie. Uh, Avo, as you all know, was called up for the last national team set of friendlies, but was unable to play due to some FIFA paperwork issues, uh, pencil pushers not doing their jobs on time, apparently. Um, but since then, he has not featured for go-ahead Eagles. He has featured on the bench on multiple occasions, and he has been playing very regularly with their B team. Um, but he's in this bit of a limbo space uh, that's similar to another player who's on this list who we will discuss later. Um, given the circumstances and how, at this point, I think Armenia needs to take any defenders it possibly can, um, because we can talk about experience all we want and whatnot, but the fact is the same set of defenders we keep talking about are the ones where we keep losing games with. Um, let's start with Yuchadens, Aventisian. Uh, he's already been called up for the senior national team. Will it happen again? Will he will he finally be actually captied? What do you think? I think yeah, he, I think he will he will be called up. Uh, he will if he doesn't play a lot of games until the end of the season for the uh, for Go Ahead Eagles. I have a feeling that he might be called up for some youth games as well. But over time, he will he will come to the senior team uh, more occasionally. Armin, what are your thoughts on Avo? Uh, I wouldn't call him up as long as he's not playing first team football. Like he's been playing for Go Ahead Eagles 2 or Go Ahead Eagles B. That's not good enough for seeing a national team. No, yeah, that's that's a that's a solid argument. These are players that you know doesn't matter at what level. I mean, they need to keep playing and and. You know, Avo had a really good, you know, time at Pauk Youth, um, and and you know he he did play a few games, and and he was playing in their um, their preseason matches both in the summer and in the winter. Um, so it's a little bit of a head scratcher, and and uh, you know we were, we would hope that he would have fared better, but um, I agree. I think at this point in time, we just kind of need to see how his club career develops, um, and maybe call him up later in the campaign. If he starts getting some some regular minutes, um, but until then, we have another option at the left back slot, uh, Nair Tiknisian, who plays for Lokomotiv Moscow in the Russian Premier League, a seasoned fullback uh, at the age of 22, who has played in a uh, under 21 World Cup for Russia. Uh, he's not cap tied to Russia because he has not represented Russia in the senior level at all, um, and he has also expressed interest in playing for Armenia. Um, he's a little bit of a hothead, but he is a very talented left back. He's one out of all the players on this list besides Ramos. Uh, he's a player I've seen play the second most, um, and, and I really do think highly of him as a fullback. And I do think that um, he, he will bring a level of um, intensity, I believe, that that is that the squad is really missing. Um, 
Chadens, Tiknizian. Under 21 is not an option for him, and it can only be senior national team. Uh, and we know all about the political landscape right now, um, as in the Armenian national team coach being a Ukrainian. Uh, will that affect Tiknizian being called up? Will it help Tiknizian be called up? Will he be considered even? And if so, will he even accept? Well, my opinion doesn't really matter on this because it all depends on what the, like you said, the Petrakov decides. It, it's it's based on his mind at that point, but it seems very practical to call him up. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets called up. But again, I wouldn't be surprised that even that he wouldn't get called up as well, even though I I think we could need him. We could, we, I mean, we could use him. And, and he's someone that, you know, if we're comparing to Aventisian right now, he has 23 games so far played this season with one goal and two assists from the left-back position. That's my specific reason why I would I would call him up. Like, it, it would make sense for him to join rather than Aventisian. Because he's, he's playing, his, his legs are warmed up, so I might as well just let him play rather than someone who hasn't been playing. Armin, what do you think about Tiknizam? His quality. He's, uh, he's been around forever in the Russian Premier League. Uh, CSKA Moscow fans think of him very highly as well. They don't understand why he's not being called up for the Russian national team. Uh, he wants to play for the Armenian national team, but in my opinion, Russia won't let him uh, still, even though he's not in Russian national team landscape or the coaching stuff doesn't uh, consider him uh, but I know that even though that is the case uh, Russia would not see it or would not take it as a good thing if he joins us so I don't think they'll let him uh, we can wish all we want he can wish all he wants unfortunately but I don't know I, hopefully he joins soon He he has spoken to Melik Bekian, the Armenian Football Federation president before, but as we all know, there are other factors involved. This, that is true. There are always other factors when it comes to the Russian national team players, and I'm not sure how having a Ukrainian coach is going to positively affect that at this current moment in time. Moving on, we have a, another defender, just keeping up on this defender train, uh, Mark Gevorkian, who is a right-back, currently playing for FC Liefering in the Austrian 2nd Division, um, which is also part of the uh, RB system, uh, the Red Bull system, which includes Salzburg, Leipzig, um, and then New York, uh, and a number of other teams. Um, Mark Gevorkian is 17 years old. He holds German citizenship, uh, but he is of Armenian descent, so he can play for Armenia. Um, and despite playing in the second division currently at Liefering, um, he has some experience playing in the UEFA Youth League uh, for Red Bull Salzburg. He played up against AC Milan Youth, Chelsea Youth, and Dinamo Zagreb, and Young Boys. Um, so this is a kid that's coming in uh, playing at what we can consider to be the highest level of youth football that you can play. Uh, similar to how Hodant is playing, uh, who has also played in the UEFA Youth League. Um, right back is a position where Armenia is extremely uh, vulnerable, I would say, with Hovanes Hambarzumian coming into the twilight of his career. Uh, granted, he does perform better for the national team than he does for uh, at his club, but um, similar to the left back, and, and in my opinion, anywhere in the defense, uh, changes are, are necessary. Uh, despite how difficult they may be to accept. Uh, we'll start with you, Chalens. Gevorgian, talented right back, is going to be playing up against Real Madrid youth in the youth league in a, in a, in a week, in a couple weeks, in a, less than a week, actually, uh, the day this episode goes out. Um, he's still very young. What do you think the, uh, what do you think it looks like for him? 
would be a very solid move if we get him at a youth level. Uh, we get him early on. Uh, I believe that getting Ramos to the national team would make him and the next name on this list and the other name on this list more possible for them to join. So uh, for Mark, would be great to have him from youth uh, and onwards. Armin, you've uh, you've you've championed Mark Evarjani for a couple of years now mm-hmm. since his um, his time at, at the Salzburg youth level. Uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on on the the realm of possibility of him being in the Armenian system? There's a little bit of static on the line. I don't know if that's you, bro. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but there's a lot of static. Yeah, I think it's coming. Okay. Well, uh, as you said, to me, he's a champion. Uh, he was Austrian for, sorry, Austrian football player of the year under 19 uh, last season. Granted, he's not Austrian. He's German. He's German-grown, German-born, but Armenian ethnic. So there's little Austrian in him. But he was Austrian football under-19 football player of the year last season, being a right back or a full back, which clearly says a lot about him. When you're a full back and you're player of the year in any kind of division, uh, it means you're doing something right. This kid. In my opinion, I've seen football pundits from Austria comment on him, and they're calling him the next big thing uh, for Austrian football. So, uh, with that in mind, and the fact that he's been playing, uh, he is actually, aside from the youth league, playing for Liefering, which is Austrian second division, at 17, 18, I don't know, I think we should call him up for senior national team, like he's ready for that. Uh, of course, uh, starting would be a different thing, but he's definitely ready for the fight for rotation, especially considering how things are looking on that part of the pitch for us. But what concerns me the most on this case is that from the six cases we're analyzing here, uh, he's one of the two. That's the furthest away from having expressed any desire. No, actually, he is the furthest away from having expressed any desire to join the Armenian national team. Uh, We're going to get into the next one after him. But the issue is that, yeah, he's played for German youth national teams. He hasn't commented on it, actually, on either senior national team representation, uh, which... It's a good thing, if you ask me. He's focusing on club career, and so far, so good. He's, he's already a professional at 17. If I were Milik Bikyan, considering how things are easier uh, for players in Western and Central Europe as compared with Eastern European foreign Armenians, I would just offer him the place, that there's the spot, you know? And then what he decides will be a different thing. But I think he's ready for the senior scale, for, for the senior scene. Uh, fun fact, he has a twin brother, Mike Gevorgian, who is currently playing for TSV 1860 Munchen, oh. under-19. Um, so wow. not a professional yet. Um, but his twin brother, who went no through problem. the Salzburg Academy with him, is currently in Munich. Um, so another one to That's just keep, keep an eye on. Um, moving forward uh, to our fifth Candidate Irakli Yegoyan, who is a central midfielder who plays for FC Twente uh, in the Dutch Eredivisie. Um, Irakli is a, another curious case, as, as Armin alluded to, insofar as um, not that he hasn't expressed interest in wanting to play for the Armenian national team, but yeah. more that the football federation has ignored him. Entirely, uh, which is insane if you think about it. Um, Irakli is eligible to play for Armenia and Georgia, uh, and he is heavily, heavily leaning and the Netherlands from, uh, and the Netherlands. But, but from what I understand from someone who I've spoken to, who happens to be a personal friend of his, um, 
he is heavily leaning towards Georgia, uh, purely yeah. because Armenia has completely rejected him and, and not even thought about him, um, which is incredibly insane, if you ask me. He's already represented Georgia in the under-18 level. He's had two appearances for them, uh, but that is not a senior cap. Um, so, Hell, yeah, bro. Uh, under-18 is not even official, if you think about it. That's crazy. You know, funnily enough, he was part of the training camp, uh, that under-18 training camp that actually played against Armenia. Uh, but he didn't feature. He wasn't in the squad in either of the matches against Armenia or Switzerland before you go all conspiracy theory on me. Um, so what do you guys think? Um, there's a little less information about him right now, but he has been, he, you know, he has been playing. He has been playing very regularly for the second team uh, for the Twente under-21s. He has been on the bench on several occasions uh, in the Eredivisie and the Dutch Cup. So he's a player, despite his young age of 18, um, is a central midfielder that will likely make his breakthrough very soon. Um, and at this point, it just comes down to a battle between Armenia and Georgia, but only if Armenia is interested. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it open to whoever wants to talk first. It's a sad case. Sad for us. I mean, I I don't know, bro. At this point, it's one of the those cases that you must uh, take advantage of momentum. Like uh, some players in the past, like, I don't know, uh, Vasilis Bolosian, whenever he's benched. Uh, currently, he's on a good moment as well, but being benched constantly, which could be better but could be worse uh so in this case as well the same thing uh Grigory Matevosian at Noah Felix Verayan at um uh in Finland those players when you're when they're at a better point in their careers and have not quite taken off you will have to capitalize on the spot before they lose momentum and before you lose the opportunity as well to get a quality player on your ranks. Uh, doesn't seem to be the case with him, though. Uh, he, I don't think he's going to lose momentum. It's just going to get better and better. But again, before he does, uh, snatch him up. Challenge, any thoughts? Yeah, same. Um, as early as possible. It's looking dangerous for uh, the Iraqi situation. Uh, I think they want him. Not Armenian Federation. I mean, uh, Georgian Federation. They want him and they're trying to get him, I think. So, we got to act early. Well, it might be too late in that case, unless the football federation steps up with something enticing soon. Um, speaking of enticing, um, nothing has been less enticing than watching this next player's career trajectory, Gorman Velian, uh, who is a striker and attacking midfielder for FC Nantes in Ligue 1, um, who has bursted onto this, uh, the scene um, at the youth level for Nantes B, scoring a number of goals and earning promotion into the first team squad. And then subsequently, uh, due to whatever reason, uh, the manager, Kumbare, uh, Literally never plays him. So <laughs> he's he's a curious case. Uh, there were rumors swirling that of a possibility of a loan to the uh, Belgium first division, uh, which, you know, Onman has, has made it very clear of his opinions through our social channels that a, a loan move for Monvelion is, is long overdue at this point. Uh, but in terms of his international representation... Um, he has spoken about it briefly, saying that it would be a dream to represent uh, France on the international level. Um, he oh, not that again. He well, he did later come out and say, you know, he didn't necessarily say that, that he's only interested. But exactly like he it was, was the, asking, it was he was answering the question directly of, would you want to play for France? Contest, yeah. He was asked, no, he was asked, 
would you like to play for, or would you, what would you feel if you were called up by uh, Deschamps? And he answered, it would be a dream to play for France. And he was just answering a literal question. It's not, he wasn't asked, who would you like to play for? Yeah, it was taken out of context for likes and, and uh, the social media al algo. Bottom line is, uh, we actually don't really know uh, how in the, in the degree of interest of Montvelian in, in playing for the Armenian national team. But we do know that he is very talented and he is an Artsakhsi. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's born in Artsakh, he's Armenian. Um, and I, I can't imagine someone like that not wanting to wear the colors. Um, of Armenia, but Chadens, Monvelian. I feel like we've been talking about this guy since we started football again over two years ago. Um, where do you see it in, in in the near future, in the next cycle, and within this Euro 2024 qualifying cycle? Do you think he will finally get called up? Definitely not before Turkey. Uh, most like a bit difficult again before September, so during the summer. That's when our next games are. But again, actually, sorry, there's there's some there's two in June. So um, maybe in the summer, I don't know. A bit tough to project uh, that duration. Um, he's pure Artsakhsi. I would love to see him in the Armenian shirt. I've never seen him play. But I would love to see a pure Artsakhsi play for our, for his and our homeland. Uh, therefore, like you said, it's a very, very interesting case. Maybe uh, our, uh, our new models, hopefully that there are new models implemented by Petrakov and the rest, um, can lure him can lure him into our side, uh, but it's not just it's not just getting him. It's also him playing and staying at an elite level to be worth it for him to come. Anman, wrapping up this uh, this segment with your opinion on Gorman Velian and whether or not he will join our system. Same. I mean, as long as he doesn't play senior football, whether it's uh, French or Belgian, first or second tier, or the equivalent elsewhere, uh, he can't be called. I mean, unfortunately, as sad as it is, I wouldn't call him up if he was playing not B. Makes sense. Um, I, I think he's someone that we can... Um take advantage of in the under 21s for the time being just to get him acclimated to you know coming coming back to armenia um because i'm sure i'm sure he has he, he probably has hasn't been back stuff together yeah that's, he does yeah. well that's it for that new segment uh talents of the near future uh, i don't know if it's going to be a recurring one but it's one that i thought would is is important given the context of armenia's current situation and with the new manager coming in Alexander Petrokov, who has officially started uh, his managerial duties as he looks to take the Armenian national team into Ooh. Euro 2024 qualifying. Now, just to recap for everyone, our group includes Croatia, Latvia, Wales, and Turkey. Um, we are in a group of five, which I believe benefits us because that's two less games for us to mess up on. Uh, and the format for these Euro qualifiers are that the top two teams advance to the final tournament, meaning two out of these five teams will be advancing. Um, and and of our group, of course, we haven't looked that in depth into the group um, because there have been um, a number of changes, both you know for Armenia, the format, and and these national teams. It just didn't feel right to do what we would usually do, which is a super in-depth preview of each team. Yeah, it's uh, a bit early. It's a bit early for that, but but instead what we will do is we will look into them on the prior to the match days. Um, but looking at the current coaching setup within the Army National team, we have Alexander Petrokov as the head coach. 
He is, of course, the former Ukraine national team manager, as we have previously discussed. He brings with him two assistants, Andrei Anenkov and Vyalashev Ruzhensev. Uh, but there are still remnants uh, uh, of the previous regime of Joaquin Kaparos uh, inside. And, and this just tells me that the Football Federation is still very interested in maintaining uh, some uh aspects that the players are comfortable with, uh, which include Javier Minano, who was the um, uh, one of the coaches that was under Joaquin Caparos, and Roman Berzovsky has been retained as the goalkeeping coach. Um, I don't know if that's permanent or not, and I don't know how the dynamic is going to work, given that that guy is basically KGB. Um, but and the that's worst not... goalkeeping coach ever. Yes, he was a great goalkeeper in his time, but yeah. uh, as a coach, no. Um, and he has, and Petrikov has also brought in his own analyst, Alexei Nekrotsov, um, which is a good thing because it, it'll give a um, another objective third-party perspective on our national team players, uh, and maybe he'll see things that you know people like Armin and I are, are are blind to because we just think every Armenian player is talented. Um, now. Moving on to the squad expectations, we, we just discussed um, how we all feel that Ranos should be included in the senior national team squad. Uh, but are there any, and, and we do anticipate Petrokov making changes. Uh, he did say that uh, he's a player that prefers to play youth, um, and he will likely mix up this squad fully knowing that he dismantled this Armenia team on, on two occasions. Um so yeah. <laughs> he knows the ins and outs of of of, of this side, and and he has yeah. clearly identified the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, will what changes do you see him making, and do you think there will be any surprise call ups uh, to the to the national team? Chadens, we'll start with you. Oh boy, uh, I really don't know what to answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a tough one. I mean, okay, let, let, let me ask you this question. I think you'll be able to answer this because this is purely opinionated question. Do you think the fact that Petrikov is Ukrainian is going to negatively affect player Armenian players that are currently playing in Russia? Uh, do you think the Russian Armenians will be less inclined to join? Or do you think their their clubs might not let them? Or what do, what do you think about that? What do you think will happen there? Again, a bit tough one because uh, it depends on many factors. But uh, um, the part where Russian clubs not to let them go is the key. I don't think it, it, ha- it will do uh, anything yeah. with the players. If the players mm-hmm. want, they will join. It's not like the fact that he is. Because, because there are some characteristics that Petrakov has that can... Uh, he can that he can implement in within the team I- internally mm-hmm. and externally. Um, so that's not that's not a really a, a big factor for Petrogov to do a surprise call up. However, a surprise call up in a good way. I hope that it's going to be Ranos that mm-hmm. all of a sudden you know we we get a confirmation and he has joined. Um, some surprise call-ups can also be some youth players because I I hope that we get a lot of youth implementation and a lot of youth opportunities because from from after all this time that we've been doing football Gentron and a bit before that we have seen the same players playing the same player is getting old and still playing. I'd rather now, now at this moment, I'd rather play with Mirzoyan, Seropian, Shagoyan, uh, so many other youth players and lose, but have the hope that within the next one and a half years, two years, can teach them three, four things. They can develop and they can continue and play and go onwards and develop on club level and many levels. And speaking of club level, uh, him going to APO matches recently, like you guys mentioned before, at the start of the episode, 
that's gonna. That, I hope there are some games that uh, some of these youth players show him what they've got and prove to him that I'm here and I will show it to you and I will show to my nation that I can play and I can try to get into this major tournament next year in Berlin. Uh, Armen, what are your thoughts? So many. Uh, um, yes, uh, you know, I could just record a whole episode on national team, but short, three short answers. Uh, good expectation, like surprise expectation. I have to agree with challenge. Uh, it's going to be Iran, uh, but also getting into that a little bit. I wouldn't play him against Turkey quite yet. It's going to be clearly uh, for him to, uh, to play, to make his debut against Cyprus. And it, that would be a good thing. Um, so on the good side, there's that. On the bad side, as hinted, uh, I expect the goalkeeping selection to be the exact same as it's been for the last two years, unfortunately. And I, for, I don't know, I forgot the third part. But... I think Petrakov is going to do a good job. Of course, being Armenia, we don't expect the, um, a huge shift all of a sudden. But honestly, signing up Petrakov was a good uh, move. Uh, and um, again, tactically speaking, a big problem with the Armenian national team that goes beyond coaching staff. Uh, as we've seen, not just scoring up bad players or the same old, same old players. It's uh, lately, for the last two years at least, calling only one or two at tops uh, defensive mids and playing only one, if any. Uh, and when one is played, it's usually going to be the old lion that's props to him, great career, love him, but he's old, he's not fit anymore. So all of that, those decisions will have to change, and hopefully, I don't know. I, honestly, other than Ferrand being called up and the same bad keepers being called up, I don't know what else to expect aside from that. Like, it's wide open. Well, I think that's a that's a good place to wrap up the show, as um, our next episode will be covering the squad announcement, Patrick Osper's squad as Armenian national team manager, and also looking ahead to the inaugural match at home versus Turkey, uh, I think which we all know is circled on everyone's calendar that listens to this show, that's for sure. Um, and, and I believe all Armenians are probably going to be tuning in for this one uh, for reasons that you can probably imagine. So once that happens, we will go ahead and we will review the squad. Uh, we will break it down. We will see what we like about it, what we don't like about it. And we will talk about how we anticipate Petrikov playing. And then we will take an in-depth look into our opponents uh, and try to figure out how Petrikov will take them down. I will end today's episode with some good news, uh, which is Tigan Barsevian has come back from injury earlier than anticipated. And he has already made two appearances off the bench for Slovan Bratislava. Uh, in We're gonna the, need it so bad. And so that's perfect timing, man. And and I think he's a, he is a he's a leader. Um, he might not have the best. He has a good footballing ability, but he has some bad decision making. But he is but a personality. Yeah, attitude, homie. Yeah, he has a personality that we need, um, especially on a game Can like this. Out already. Uh, the tickets haven't gone on sale yet. I believe the tickets will go on sale. I was told two to three weeks. Fly before and they will fly and there has been a lot of um a lot of interest from outside armenia into in, into this game i've i've we've we've received several dms from people in england and scotland um who want to fly into yerevan to watch this match so the they international have to pay website daily <laughs> yeah and or leave tickets for armenians to go watch armenia play daily like uh, <laughs> refresh 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 click 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 uh, and I think that's going to be it for today's episode of Football Gantron. Thank you guys for uh, listening. And, uh, boy, gentlemen, any last words before we wrap up? Nah, man, just hoping for the best. 
Yeah. This time, literally, Tebi Hachtanak. Let's go. Yeah. Follow, follow us on our Instagram if you don't already. We have some awesome things coming. And drop a uh, follow on our Twitter, share, uh, and all that jazz. Uh, it, our social media is going to... We're going to have some very cool stuff coming up. So yeah. you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Yeah. Well, that's going to be it for us. Thanks for listening. Peace.